0: All right, I think we're ready. Good morning, and welcome to worship at First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh. I won't ask for a show of hands as to how many of you thought you were showing up for the eight-thirty service this morning because you forgot to set your clocks back, but we're delighted to see all of you. Uh, I'm John Messenger. I am not the presiding elder, but somehow I'm here, and. Uh, Please uh, remember to fill out the pew pads and pass them down uh, so that we can greet you after the service. And please join us for coffee in the fellowship hour after the service. Uh, Ed Johnson has an announcement. Good morning. Uh, have you ever wondered why Israel and Palestine just can't get along? Oh,. <laughs> I mean they 've had years and years to work on it, and, and they 're still fighting. well, we have a chance to learn some information about it. Susan Orr from Presbytery will be here two weeks from uh, a week from next Tuesday on the fifteenth at six p m she 's going to do a presentation uh, on her trip over to uh, Israel uh, in connection with the Presbyterian Mosaic of Peace, which is a peacemaking uh, conference. So um, it's a great chance to learn and hope to see you there. Soup and sandwiches will be provided. Thank you. Thank you, Ed. I was also supposed to remind those of you who are planning to attend the Optimist dinner this Friday that today, is the last day to purchase tickets for that. So if you show up at the church office later this week, you might have trouble. So please, please plan to attend, but please make sure you've got your tickets. I think that's all that I had. Although Bruce, are you gonna we gonna mention the special service this yes, week, or I'll let you do that? Well, here, yeah. I'll let you do it yourself.
1: Our staff has been having a conversation and. Um, figuring out what to do that might be helpful, Uh, make you aware that this sanctuary will be open for prayer from 7 o'clock on Tuesday morning until 9 p.m. on Tuesday. If anyone would like to come here and uh, spend a little bit of time in prayer before they go to the polls to vote, uh, just be aware that the sanctuary will be open for that. And because this election has seemed to be so contentious, we thought that it would be appropriate for us to have a prayer time for healing on Wednesday. And so there will be a prayer service in this sanctuary from 7.15 until 7.45 on Wednesday. We thought it would be helpful for members of the choir who could... Come to that, if they wished before their rehearsal. Also, we have a Bible study and some people from Logos. But we want to make sure that this is available and open to to everyone. Um, it, we don't want to take political sides, but we do want to be able to pray for some sense of peace and uh, unity. And we thought that would be appropriate for us to do. Thank
0: you. And now our our service will begin with a prelude.
1: What a joyous way to prepare for worship. After this I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Let us worship God.
2: pray with me. Eternal God, neither death nor life can separate us from your love. Grant that we may serve you faithfully here on earth and be lights to others when their world seems to be dark. Then join us with those we love in heaven, where together we will rejoice with all your saints who ceaselessly proclaim your glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.
3: I don't know about you, friends, but there are many times when I do not feel like a saint and certainly don't behave like a saint. Thank heavens we worship a God who does not expect us to do so every moment of every day. In fact, we worship a God who knows we're human and yet calls us into being our best selves. And the first step towards doing that is confessing where we have fallen short. So let us do that together in confidence, using even this printed prayer. Eternal God, in every age you have raised up men and women to live and die in faith. We confess that we can be indifferent to your will. You call us to proclaim your name, but we are too often silent. You call us to do what is just, but we remain idle. You call us to live faithfully, but we're afraid. In your mercy, forgive us. Give us courage to follow in your way, that join with those from ages past who have served you with faith, hope, and love. We may inherit the kingdom you promised in Jesus Christ. We know that our old self was crucified with Christ so that the body of sin might be destroyed and we might no longer be enslaved to sin. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Please be seated, friends. Well, friends, we have major prophets and we have minor prophets, and guess what the only difference between those two classifications is? How much they wrote. Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel tend to get the top billing because they were loquacious, but there are many other very important prophets who get named minor one of whom we're going to read from today, Haggai. Hey he lived at about the same time that Isaiah did, and he had a message of hope to each one of us. We often hear the word hey guy" when we're thinking about places where we might have run out of hope and need some. There's a group in this congregation that if you've got something that needs to be taken care of, you say, hey guys, and they come think of it that way as we listen to God's word to each one of us. On the 24th day of the month in the 6th month in the 2nd year of King Darius in the 7th month on the 21st day of the month the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people and say, Who is left among you that saw this house in its former glory? How does it look to you now? Is it not in your sight as nothing? Yet now take courage, O Zerubbabel, says the Lord. Take courage, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Take courage, all you people in the land, says the Lord. Work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the promise that I made you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit abides among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts. Once again... In a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations so that the treasure of all the nations shall come, and I will fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The latter splendor of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give prosperity, says the Lord of hosts. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: I'll invite the children to join me up on the stairs. I'm over here by a church. This is a little one. I have to be careful because it's easy to knock off the steeple. Yeah. So I put it on tight. We've had some people that put some paper in here. These are kind of their um, plans for 2017 of what they're planning to do. And everybody here is going to have a chance to do that kind of thing, too. You can just leave them there, because those will be taken care of by someone else. But they're special. This is an interesting day in the life of the church for a couple of reasons. And today we celebrate what's called All Saints Day. It's interesting that some churches have a particular saint, like St. Andrew, who is the patron saint of Scotland, or... St. Patrick, who was the patron saint of Ireland. But we also have this day when we remember all of the saints, which is an interesting word because the word saint is never found in the Bible for just one name. Like we say the gospel according to maybe St. John, but you never really find St. John mentioned in the Bible. Every time they use the word saint, it's in the plural. So it's saints. So um, everyone who kind of believes that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior is a saint. So guess what? There's a lot of saints here. Watch this. I want you to say, hello, saints. Right? Just wave your hand. Hello, saints. Hello, saints. Hello. Did, See that? They could respond. Try it again. Hello saints. Hello, saints. See? They see that you are saints too. Now, we always think that saints behave a particular good way. Well, not all the saints were great at that, but they all trusted in Jesus. And so today we remember all the saints, those who lived before us and those who are living now. That's one of the reasons why we have communion. And at the end of worship today, and some of you I think may be coming back for communion, we'll sing about all the saints. But I thought you needed to learn a little bit about why we were doing that. Let's pray. Lord God, we're grateful that you include us in your family and faith. And that we are all saints, no matter what our age, who put our trust in you. Be with us today and always. We ask in Jesus' name, amen. Have a great time in Sunday School. Thanks for coming up.
4: of salvation from
1: mention the name John, people usually think immediately of the Gospel of John, but there's also in the New Testament 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, and we're going to be reading from 1 John. And 1 John chapter 4 was one of the very first verses as a child that I learned to memorize in the King James Version. I um, remembered the uh, the, first, the very first one was the simple verse, God is love. But this one went this way. Beloved us, let us love one another, for love is of God, and he that loveth God knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love, 1 John 4, 7 and 8. It's kind of the tongue twister of the New Testament. But here are the verses that follow. Verse 9, God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. Love has been perfected among us in this way that we may have boldness on the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Powerful section of the New Testament. I don't know where your minds are this morning. Sometimes I wonder where mine is. I don't know if you're thinking about uh, Navy beating Notre Dame yesterday or still enjoying the sounds of joy in Chicago over what happened in Cleveland or just grateful that you had some baseball to focus on after the endless news reporting about presidential candidates. Still trying to make up your mind how you're gonna vote on Tuesday? I don't know what's on your mind. But in a few moments, you will be asked to make some kind of commitment to yourself and to God for 2017. Some here have already done that, having mailed or dropped off their commitment cards, or gone online, to our church's website. But even though you may have done that, we don't want to let you off the hook. We'll ask you to put your name on one side of the card that you'll find in your bulletin or in another piece of paper like an envelope that you can find in a pew rack and then jot down one way that you would like to show the love of Jesus in 2017. It might be through the church, like being a terrible table parent at Logos, or singing in the choir, or helping with a memorial reception. It might be something unique, like standing at the end of your driveway with coffee and donuts for the people who ride those big smelly trucks and pick up your trash. Wouldn't that be a nice surprise? When they come to your place, you had something for them just to say thank you. That would be a loving thing to do. It's okay to let your mind wander a bit during the message. Put something down that will indicate how in 2017 you intend to love generously. 1, 2, A. Loving generously has been our fall emphasis this year. Within that theme has been our stewardship of our time, our energy, our money. We have explored the stewardship of our gratitude, our work, our belief, our enjoyment of creation, our promises, and our giving. But perhaps more than anything, we are to practice our best stewardship, the stewardship of our love. If everyone was more loving, our world would be a better place. And I am confident that the resources of our time, our talent, or our treasure would be plentiful, and churches would not have any stewardship emphasis campaigns. Some of us here at First Presbyterian Church have been watching a video series at the church produced by the reimagined group of Vermedia Corporation in Texas. We've been following the Donovan family, who lived in a lovely gated community who have found their hearts when they were working at a soup kitchen in the city. And they eventually provided shelter for a couple. A young lady, Julia, who had been a former prostitute, and the man who became her fiancé, his name is Thomas, and he's blind. Uh, the gated community wasn't too happy when they Donovans offered their backyard for their wedding. But when they were offered also the use of the guest house behind the Donovan home, the Donovans changed the number on the guest house. They put on one, two, a one to another. A new command I give you, said Jesus, that you love one another. You will find. Just a number of listings of how that phrase appears in scripture. Over 90 times, mind you. So this is not just something new for us to do. It is a command of Jesus that we love one another. I learned from a great pastor, J. Vernon McGee, about a piece of wood that he keeps on his desk. He took the piece of wood from a vineyard in the San Joaquin Valley It's a section of vine out of which grows a branch. And the owner of the vineyard told him that if two people were in a tug-of-war using this section of the vine, it would break. However, it would not break where the vine and the branch are joined, for that is the strongest part of the vine. A vine, says Dr. McGee, is different from a tree. If you pull on a branch that goes into a tree or a tree trunk, it will break at the trunk of the tree. That is where the branch is at its weakest point. But in a grapevine, it is the strongest point where the branch is joined to the vine. We can be good people on our own, but we are strongest when we live in the vine. And when we are a part of the body of Christ. I'm actually amazed at how many of us have been in the church all of our lives. And yet we've missed some of the central parts of the gospel. Some of us get stuck in portions of the Old Testament that are bound by legalisms. And the thou shalt nots without being empowered very much by the thou shalt's. Some are experts in the Ten Commandments, but absolute failures at the Eleventh Commandment, which is the most important of them all. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. By all of this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. This is what Christ most desires from us. We can tithe, we can teach Sunday school, we can sing in the choir, serve on one of the boards of the church, help with rain, do lots of wonderful things, but if we do not love, we have missed the gospel. Lucy stands with her arms folded and resolute. Charlie Brown pleads, Lucy, you must be more loving. This world needs love you have to let yourself love to make this world a better place in which to live. And Lucy whirls around angrily causing Charlie Brown to do a backward flip and she screams at him and she says, "Look you blockhead, I love the world. It's people I can't stand." Some of us resemble that remark. Love who? Could a Jew love a Palestinian? Well, I suspect that if Jesus were telling the story of the Good Samaritan today, it would be the story of the good Palestinian, don't you think? We are to love not only our immediate neighbors, but also the cashier who checks our groceries and the policeman who stops us on the throughway and all of those obnoxious people that cross our paths. We are to put our faith into action through loving deeds. As someone has said, we are judged by our actions, not just by our intentions. And I have thought to myself, we might have a heart of gold, but so does a hard-boiled egg. If you look at all the psychology texts, boil them down to their essential truths. And from that extensive effort sought to produce one statement about the character of humanity that would be the most profound statement uttered. I think you'd have to look pretty far to improve on this simple statement as I have loved you love one another. Most authorities say that we Learn to love by being loved. Our love for one another is our primary witness to the world. Jesus said, by this, all the world will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Mary Terrell was a preschool teacher. And she was facing burnout. Burnout. She was a committed teacher whose heart particularly went out to children, especially those that she privately described as disadvantaged. She began to despair over some of the children who seemed so lost, so limited, and in some cases so neglected. In her growing frustration, she vacillated between the feeling that there was something wrong with her Or that there was something just wrong with this current crop of preschoolers in her class. They just don't respond like they used to, she said. And then her mother died. It was necessary for Mary to take a week off from teaching to attend her mother's funeral. She was very close to her mom. Following the funeral, she needed some time alone to deal with her feelings. Her frustrations at preschool seemed like an even heavier burden at this point. So after a weekend of aimless shopping and puttering in the garden and watching TV, she realized she had to return to the classroom. Mary felt more like a soldier going into battle than a teacher of preschoolers. The first day back was about what she expected. Her hurt and her despair produced resentment. She tried to keep it hidden. She went through the paces like a competent, professional. She smiled at the right time. She was admirably patient. But then it happened. She had come around the corner to discover Rachel picking the last chrysanthemum from a pot in the hall. Rachel by the way was the most distant most disruptive child in her class. And in a stern trembling voice Mary demanded, "Rachel, what are you doing?" Rachel held out her little hand with the flowers that she had picked. Mrs. Tyrrell You used to be like a mother. Now you always seem to be angry. Would these flowers help you feel like a mother again? Mary Terrell thought, always angry. You mean it shows? To a five-year-old? And so she stammered out a question to the girl. Rachel, what is a mother like? A mother is like you used to be. A mother likes being with children. But Rachel, uh, I like being with children. I. Well, uh, my mother just passed away. You mean she died? Yes, Rachel, she died. Mrs. Terrell, did she live until she died? And Mary Terrell thought, what kind of question is that? Well, honey, of course. All people live until they die, and Rachel interrupted her, oh, no, they don't, Mrs. Terrell. Some people seem to die while they're still walking around. They stop being what they used to be. Mrs. Terrell, don't die because your mother did. You be alive while you are alive. Out of the mouths of babes. How in the world can we witness to, the, to our environment? That Christ is alive? I think we do it by being a little more alive ourselves. How do we witness to the world that God is love? Generously, we show the world a different way. We do it by loving one another. That's how the world will know. Maybe that's why it's important for us to make some commitments at some point in our life. In a moment, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to take one of these cards and I'm going to write on it. And I'll put my name, as I encourage you to do, on yours. Some of you may want to use this opportunity now to indicate... You know, how you will plan to make a commitment, even financially for 2017, to God. But we don't want to let you off the hook. If you've done that, turn the card over. Write some special way that you will generously love in 2017 and commit to that Then when it's time, we have some hymns to sing and we'll invite all of you to come and make a commitment by coming up to the front of the chancel and putting it in this old church. But now let's just take a moment of silence.
4: The wind sung through the trees As the stirring of the breeze So it is with the Spirit of God As the heart may strangely warm As the voice within the storm So it is with the Spirit of God Ever seen, ever known, where the wind is blown, bringing light, bringing fire to the world. As the dancing tongues of fire, as the soul's most deep desire, so it is with the Spirit As a rainbow after rain, as a hope that's born again, so it is with the spirit of God, as a green in the spring, and a kind of string,
2: so it is.
4: making me come true, bringing gift, bringing love to the world. As the rising of the yeast, as the wine at the feast, so it is with the speed.
3: We have much to rejoice, not just filling that lovely house, but also filling the chancel. And so we give thanks and praise for the beautiful flowers that Jane and Randy Hunter have placed in remembrance and in love for Chalice Hunter. We also are celebrating a number of birthdays today and this week. For example, yesterday, Jenna Peterson had her birthday, and we rejoice in that. And later this week, Mary Roots will turn 99. She has received a number of cards, but if you haven't had a chance to send her one yet, You still have an opportunity, come see me after worship. And then Bert Sabia has her birthday the day after that, Thursday of this week. We give you thanks and praise for that birthday. And coincidentally, the Marine Corps has its birthday this week. So Semper Fi, giving thanks and praise. But there's one birthday that we definitely want to celebrate, and she's got her hand up, and I think we should actually sing it to her. Dr. Frank, may I have your help? Jamie Reinhardt, happy birthday today. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday dear Jamie, happy birthday to What more can be said than to you, God has said, happy birthday. Please pray with me, friends. God, our creator, by whose gracious will Christ invites us to be saints together, we give thanks that we are numbered among those whom you have taught to love generously and give freely. With the example of your son before us, we are bold to be ambassadors for Christ. All are reconciled by the one who broke bread that night so that our separations could be healed. We give thanks for the love displayed in that hospitable act. And eternal God, we bring offerings now not because you require them, but because we want to express our gratitude, not to fulfill the law, but to demonstrate love, loving one to another. Use these gifts to bring light into the world, comfort to those who grieve, meaning to all whose vision is clouded, freedom of the oppressed, and food of every kind for hunger of every kind. Please accept and multiply these offerings for the benefit of all who receive and all who give. Amen.
1: This offertory prayer is our preparation in our giving. O oh God, to begin with, these gifts we offer never uh, you are the giver of all good gifts. Our talents, our treasure, our very lives. Accept this offering now as a testimony of your love for you and our desire to serve you. In our giving, we make a declaration of our faith that our lives are in your hands. We affirm our desire to be bold in our discipleship, not hiding our talents in the ground, afraid to risk, but daring to carry your love to the world, one to another. Amen.
3: Just as with exquisite harmonies, something magical and mysterious happens when we approach this communion table, this table at which the Lord is our host, but much more than that, the Lord is the host, the body and blood that we consume as bread and wine. And when our Lord invites us to the table that the Lord has prepared, the Lord does not expect us to set aside our differences as we approach it. The Lord rather expects us to bring all of our differences to the table so that in the mystery of loving one to another, we may all become the body of Christ and be transformed into that which God intends for each and every unique one of us. So come, my friends, for this table the host has prepared, is prepared for each one of us.
1: The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is truly right and our greatest joy to give you thanks and praise, O Lord our God, Creator and Ruler of the universe. We praise you for saints and martyrs, for the faithful in every age who have followed your Son and witnessed to his resurrection. From every race and tongue, from every people and nation, you have gathered them into your kingdom. You have shown them the path of life and filled them with the joy of your presence. How glorious is your heavenly realm, where the multitude of your saints rejoice with Christ. Therefore, we praise you, joining our voices with angels and archangels, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all the faithful of every time and place who forever say, Holy, 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 Lord, God of heaven and, majesty, and earth, holy, Lord, Lord, O Son of Christ. You are holy, O God of majesty, and blessed is Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Sent to be our Savior, he took our flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. His words are true. His touch brings healing. To all who follow him, he gives abundant life, When evil sought to destroy him, and he lay in the darkness of death, you raised him from the grave. He is our risen Lord forever.
3: of me. In obedience and gratitude, we do.
1: In a very similar way, after supper, our Lord took the cup on that special Thursday night. He said, this is the cup of the new covenant poured out in my blood for the forgiveness of sin. He later would add, as often as you eat of this bread and drink of this cup, you proclaim my death until I come again. Behold the cup of salvation poured out for you, drink ye all of it." So the cup of salvation poured out for you. David, the cup of salvation poured out for you. David, the cup of salvation poured out for you. Rob, the cup of salvation. God of the ages, we praise you for all of your servants who have done justice, loved mercy, and walked humbly with their God. For all those we have loved and lost, whose lives touch us and whose absence we feel. For apostles and martyrs and saints of every time and place, who in life and death have witnessed to your truth.
3: Susan Byerly.
1: Muriel Nothard.
3: Albert Durand.
1: Betty Phelps.
3: Lee Roblin.
1: Marty Suter.
3: Connie Hodgkins.
1: Don Welsh.
3: Barbara Lenhart.
1: Peter Dublin.
3: Eleanor Price-Houston.
1: Ken Garman,
3: Paul Smoker,
1: Ruth Douglas,
3: June Pritchard Kern,
1: Phil Tinder,
3: Patricia Reinhardt,
1: Scott Roblin,
3: Ellie Scott,
1: Thomas Hughes. We praise you, O God, for those no longer remembered, who earnestly sought you in darkness, who held fast their faith in trial, loved and served others. For those we have known and loved, who by their faithful obedience and steadfast hope have shown the same mind that was in Christ Jesus. Well, this is a special day. There's lunch available for all of you uh, in the Fellowship Hall after worship. I'll have a brief prayer, uh, and then uh, we'll have a closing and benediction. Um, Also, uh, if you want to sign up to do something loving, generously, you can sign up to finish off the project of the Habitat House we have been building. And this is one of the last days and weeks to do that. So look for Diane Brown also know that this week there was an article in the paper about Diane for her wonderful 25 years of service to Habitat, and to congratulate her for that. All of these names, it's always kind of difficult for me to read and see how many people who have been members of First Presbyterian Church who entered the church triumphant over this past year. And for many of you, there are others as well who celebrate this All Saints Day with great love and passion. Love one another. Let's pause for prayer for lunch. Lord God, you have fed us and nourished at this table. Now feed us with the conversation we will share around others. May we be your loving family. Bless us that we might be a blessing to others. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all for serving us. Thank you, thank you, David. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you very much, Melissa. What a joy to see you here thank you. with all your additional family. It's just absolutely wonderful. Thank you. Are you in the picture, Steve? <laughs> Are you in the picture?
2: to see you. Great to see you. Nice to see you.
1: Well, this has got to be a...
2: <laughs> but it's kind
1: of a sad day you think about your grandma I on an All Saints Day like this. Yeah. And thanks. But we have we have a lot of people that we just list of members. It's astounding that we have that many members of the church who die in the course of a year. And that's a lot of funerals. And um, and then we, we think about all of the others. I, For example, uh, Jeff Tyler. You know Jeff? Often, where you sit, he sits near you. But he got a phone call. Um, his mother lives in Wisconsin, and she had a stroke last night. And they were at our home for dinner. And and then they thought that she had recovered. But he was on his way into church and learned that the stroke is not going so well. So it's, uh, But, I mean, it's always incredible almost. but this is this is kind of fun and as and you can tell Bruce Frank plays extremely well you get to hear him well from down here
2: <laughs>
1: yeah he's neat well I hope you enjoy the day you staying for lunch? yes good signs Thank you. I know these are difficult days when you come to this. I'm so grateful that you came. Thank you. Yeah. Walt Scott, yesterday, you know Walt, he was sitting right over here, and we buried his wife, Ellie, a week ago. And um, I thought, how difficult for him, too, just realizing his wife had been buried a week ago, and... uh, I saw him at the grave. She's buried right here in the little garden, and he was there before worship, and just having a conversation. Do you have those? Do you have those with? Do
2: you have conversations with Ruth sometimes.